I was, uh, again, my wife played a caffeine joke on me, and on my way to work today, after she, she got me, after she, she fooled me, she, uh, she said, who's your guest today? I said, oh, it's Nick Costos. And she goes, oh, my God, I love that guy. I love listening to him. Is he every Friday? And I said, I hope so. He's the best. He's here today. He's on the line. Host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Remember, insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better, You Bet. The podcast version uh, is available everywhere you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app for more of Nick's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find those. Mr. Costos, my wife doesn't even like sports. She just finds you incredibly entertaining. Well, I, I'm a big fan of hers also. I've never met her, but that sounds awesome. And she's married to you, and I love you, so I think that I'm a, I'm a fan of hers. I appreciate that. Uh, what a great time in sports, man. Sports equinox yeah. last night, baseball, hockey, basketball, football, college football. is really tremendous. Got to love the month of October. Let's Before we get into the gambling stuff, I mean, we'll hit all of it, and this is, I'm sure, a part of it, but I just, I'm re- interested in your perspective, reaction, renewed, recalibrated assessment of the Niners with this uh, Christian McCaffrey trade. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, how much. I think, like, the Christian McCaffrey trade is, for me, like, in a big spot, if the Niners need someone to make a play, he's someone that can make the play. Like, I, I don't know that this really moves the needle for me much. And I only and McCaffrey's an amazing player. And just from the fantasy perspective, like, I actually think he might be worse in San Francisco than he was in Carolina. Just because, like, the whole thing with McCaffrey was always his volume, right? Like, he's going to get the ball a million times. Well, they, in San Francisco, like, Debo's going to get the ball. And George Kittle's going to get the ball. And Ayuk's going to get the ball. There's probably, honestly, like, less touches for McCaffrey. He could still be great. I just don't think he's going to get the same volume. And, and you know, like, we've seen this with both Mike Shanahan, who like, coached uh, Christian's dad, Ed, Ed McCaffrey, obviously, with the Broncos. And now we see it with Kyle, where they're able to take, like, literal, like, curtain jerk and jabroni scrubs at running back and turn them into 1,000-yard rushers. Like Eli Mitchell was an afterthought last year. He's starting in, in the NFC Championship game. You know, like uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., you know, they could take, like, Kevin Coleman off the scrap heap. Jordan Mason, a special teams guy that's seen some run this year. So, like, I think it makes sense on, on paper a little bit. I just don't know, like, I don't know if it really changes the way that I look at the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't have confirmation on this. This is just my thought. I think they probably did this to a degree to block the Rams from getting him because you know the Rams strategy, F them picks. They need a running back. They're looking to get rid of Cam Akers. They're trying to save their season right now. And McCaffrey would have been perfect in that offense with Stafford under constant duress and dumping it off. So I think it was a kind of like a twofold move for the 49ers. And they have kind of mortgaged the future now with a bunch of different moves they've made for Lance, trading a bunch of draft picks, and now a bunch of draft picks for McCaffrey. They are kind of all in to win this year in a weak NFC. I think this trade will manifest itself in January and less from now until then. Talking to Nick Casos here on the show. Uh, those of you that watch football all the time, uh, what Tony Romo does constantly with his analysis of the NFL, Nick Casos does constantly with his analysis of where you should put your money. Last time he was on, I believe it was last time, Nick, you told us you had some money on Philly to win that series. Nobody thought they, was gonna, they were going to win. So before we get to the NFL, hell of a call. Um, whether it's the Yankees now on the brink of elimination or the National League side, Anything you like, any value you see over the next few days in the MLB playoff picture? Yeah, I'm like, uh, listen, like, I'm full disclosure, I'm a Yankee fan. I do let my emotions get in the way of, like, my betting, what it concerns, like, my favorite teams in big spots. 
I'm just like, I'm so done with the Yankees. Like, I just want them to lose and just be done with this. Because these games aren't even fun. Like, I'm being serious. Like, I had, I've had no fun watching games one and two. It's a miserable, like, three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour experience watching these playoff games as a Yankee fan. I, are, are, they, are they probably going to win game three? Yeah, I mean, like, Garrett Cole's going to start there at home. Are they going to win the series? Like, no way. So, I mean, maybe there'll be, there'll be some value betting the Yankees to win game three, but, like, is this team going to come back and win the series? Absolutely not. Actually, the bet that I would make right now, and I'm trying to find out why the Internet's being finicky here, so I can't get, like, the exact number up, but, like, Astros to win the World Series right now I think is interesting. And I think I saw someone tweet it last night that the Astros were minus 125. I'm trying to get onto MGM right now. Like, my connection's bad, so forgive me for not having the exact number. But I think Astros to win the World Series right now up 2 nothing against the Yankees, like, they are not losing the series. Um, I actually think that's a bet that I would make. So I think the Yankees are done. It's just a question of, of when and not if. They, they are finished. And then in the National League side, I still like the Phillies a little bit here, but I will admit, you know, I bet them in game two. They're up 4 nothing. I think we're cruising. And then Aaron Nolan, the bullpen just implodes, and the Phillies, come, uh, the Padres come back, obviously, to even the series at a game apiece. I'm going to keep betting the fighting Phils, but I will say that I am a lot more worried now about the Phillies, more worried than I have been throughout this entire playoff run. So I'm still on the Phillies. I still think the Phillies get past the Padres. I don't say that with tremendous confidence. I think the thing you can be most confident in is I think the Astros, the lying, cheating, scumbag, fraudulent Houston Astros, unfortunately, will win another world championship. Nick Casas uh, here on the show. I don't know what it is about baseball, Nick. I'm a Cubs fan, and I exercised those demons in 2016. I got to be at every one of those games. But I think baseball, if you have an emotional connection, is by far the most painful sport to suffer through when things go badly as a fan. Um, yeah, I, For me. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly understand that. It's just like the nature of playoff baseball. It's like the, the tension with every single pitch is incredible. And, like, I don't know, like, this is going to sound, people don't want to hear this, and I get it. I really do understand. I'm 39 years old. I've lived through five Yankees World Series championships, including, you know, four and five years from 96 to 2000. I understand no one wants to hear the Yankee fan kind of like, kind of like cry poverty and be like, man, this really sucks to be a Yankee fan. Since they won in 2009, they make the playoffs just about every year, and every year they lose in exactly the same way. It's really been that way since 2000, since uh, since they beat the Mets and they lost to the Diamondbacks following 9-11 in 2001. And now they won in 2009. But it's the same old story. And the bats go cold, and you know the pitching's not going to be there when you need it, and the manager's going to make a stupid decision. It's just it's deja vu. And I understand no one wants to hear a Yankee fan say that. I'm just being honest as a sports fan. But, I mean, for me, like, the Yankees are my third favorite team. Like, I like the Giants and the Knicks more. Like, I don't think I've ever – actually, I, I did cry a little bit after they lost to the Diamondbacks in 2001. But uh, many more crying after losses with the Giants and the Knicks for, for yours truly. So, yeah, baseball's tough, but for me, football and basketball have been tougher. And, Nick, not to lean into your suffering, but actually I think Yankees fans totally commiserate and every other person listening is enjoying, unfortunately, your sadness. So it's, you know, yeah, no, I mean, it's people don't like Yankees fans because you guys win a lot and yet not as often as you want. It's a, it's a catch-22. I'm a Knicks fan also. Just remember that I'm a Knicks fan also along with the Yankees. So one team wins it, a lot, one has never won in my lifetime. Everything, and they're not going to win in your lifetime however long that owner owns that team. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a long time, my friend. I uh, know, I know. It would have been nice if Jalen Brunson could make a shot in overtime and we could have beaten the Grizzlies. That was fun on Wednesday night. The double of the Yankees losing game one of the ALCS, <laughs> coupled with the Knicks somehow getting to overtime and then losing to the Grizzlies. That was a lot of fun. Loved it. I am. I have sold all the Brunson stock. I am. I'm so not a Brunson believer that 
that um, I'm sorry. You know, let's change. I feel, I, I actually enjoyed that because you know everyone likes to feel right. But I'm I'll root for the Knicks because I'm rooting for you because you're one of my favorite people out there, Nick Casas. Let's go. I mean, dude, just take us where you want. Be be our gambling NFL weekend Sherpa. What's the What's the top of the mountain for you? What, are the, what, what Give me a bet you love. Okay, so let's do um, a bet that I love. We can do one, Bill, and then we can bounce around to a couple others if you'd like. But if I had to pick one that I like the most, and this one is it's going to be tough for people to want to do, and it's an, I like the favorite in the game, but when I, when I say who the underdog is, I think people will understand because the Atlanta Falcons are 6-0 and this year against the spread. So Calvin Ridley picked the wrong year to uh, be suspended. I mean, he'd be making more money betting on the Falcons than he would from his contract. Um, I love the Bengals laying six, six and a half points. So I laid six. The number's up to six and a half now. I make the game like almost nine. So I understand why people are, would be interested in the Falcons. They've been really scrappy this year. We can kind of go through like the schedule and maybe like, like, like poke some holes in what Atlanta's been able to do. But I mean, the proof's in the pudding to a degree. They're very competitive. They're well coached. Arthur Smith at 40 to one has been getting bet by smart people to potentially win coach of the year. So I, I do think Atlanta's better than we expected. I do give them credit. Also, like Cincinnati should avalanche them. Like this should be a monster game for Burrow. Now, Jamar Chase was limited in yesterday's practice. Let's make sure today that Chase and T. Higgins are going to be good to go. I think that's the expectation. I think the Bengals are going to roll them. I think Cincinnati wins by double digits. So I like Cincinnati anything under seven on Sunday against Atlanta. Nikasos, how do you eye this Chiefs-Niners game? Uh, so I think the point spread is now, like, correct. It was Kansas City minus three earlier in the week. I felt like that was wrong. I took a small piece of Niners plus three. And I say small piece just because, like, it was, it was entirely contingent on the Niners' defensive injury report. You know, they were missing a ton of players last week against Atlanta. Now, we'll see what happens, like, today. Friday's injury report is the most noteworthy one, and if any news breaks over the weekend. But at least at this point, it looks like San Francisco is going to get a lot of these players back that missed last week's game, um, both on the defensive side of the ball and left tackle Trent Williams. So if that's the case, then I think, like, Kansas City probably should be favored in the game. I think it's, like, one on either side. You could say San Francisco should be a one-point favorite or KC a one-point favorite. It's essentially, like, basically the same thing. Um, now that the number's under three, I think the number's just right. I think if it ever went back up to three, I would bet San Francisco plus three. So kind of like a non-answer there. I'm sorry to say that. But, like, I'm trying to give you the best information. I think the point spread is correct right now. Nick, you think about these things in a very – expert-oriented, technical, detail-oriented way. Do you ever just, do you, do you bet parlays? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Or, or is, that, is that a sucker bet for you? Um, no, I will definitely do parlays. And, yeah, like they are sucker bets, but also like I like to bet. Um, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not above getting involved in that sort of thing, getting in the mud. So, yeah, man. And, like, just, you know, I know you said, like, I come at things from point spreads in, like, a technical way, and I do. You know, there's a lot of on-field handicapping that goes on as well. And I know you're not insinuating that there isn't, but I'm just saying, like, for people out there, that's where, like, player prop stuff comes from. I think this is kind of where people will get messed up, Bill. It's like, well, I think that, you know, Christian McCaffrey is going to rush for 100 yards, so I think the Panthers are going to cover the spread. It's like, well, if you think McCaffrey is going to rush for 100 yards, just bet him to go over his rushing yards prop. Like, it doesn't have much to do with the point spread of the game. So I think, like, the two things are different. But back to your original question, hell yeah, man, I'm doing parlays. Who doesn't? So give, give I'm not saying do you have any, thing, but I like them. I know it's a little early, but do you have any lined up? Because I'm the guy that bets the hard ways and craps because it makes me feel alive. And I like betting parlays, even though usually whatever I do well just funds the parlay. Any, um, any multi-leg bets that you've got that you're eyeing or that you're already in on? Oh, man, I got a good one for you. Oh, I'm gonna write you wanna, you want, you wanna, you wanna feel alive, my friends. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna give you right now, and I, I'm not gonna guarantee it's gonna win. Obviously, I'll give you a three-team 
money line underdog parlay for NFL Sunday. Three oh, underdogs at, at, at pretty long prices, and I think all three are live to win. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so let's start with the Commanders at home against the Green Bay Packers. If Green Bay's bad, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks on your show, if the Packers are bad, they are just going to lose the game to Washington with Taylor Heineke replacing Carson Wentz. Now, Heineke might not be better than Wentz over the balance of a 17-game regular season, but will we get like the proverbial dead cat bounce here with like a new quarterback? I think there's a, a real case to be made that Washington's offense will be better this week than they had been with Carson Wentz. And if that's the case, and if Green Bay is the team that I think they are, like, I don't think the Packers are good. I think Washington's just going to win the game. Now, as always, there's volatility associated with these things. The Packers could win 24-3. I acknowledge that. But let's play into the volatility, and leg number one can be the Washington Commanders, about plus 185 as a home underdog against the Green Bay Packers. I already let's love take... this so much. Okay. Oh, we're gonna, you're going to love it even more. Let's take the Seattle Seahawks to win on the road in Los Angeles against the Chargers. They're five-point dogs right now. This number's come down from six and a half, so Seattle has seen like a lot of sharp action here, and I think that's the correct side. Doesn't mean that it's going to win, just that I think it's right. It's how I would bet the game. Seattle's plus 195. Chargers defense, not even close to what we expected, and the Seahawks offense on the other side, not even close to what we expected in a good way. Kenneth Walker is going to run wild in this game. Lockett, Metcalf, J.C. Jackson got benched last week against the Broncos. I think the Seahawks are live to win that game. So let's take the Seattle Seahawks. And then for a final leg of the three-team underdog money line parlay, how about this one? Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? <laughs> Dak Prescott returns to the lineup this weekend for the Dallas Cowboys. We haven't seen Dak since week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The market, the betting market, the line of the game tells you that Dak Prescott strides onto the field on Sunday, deep in the heart of Texas, and he is going to be operating at the height of his powers. Are we sure that's true? The Lions are coming off their bye. DeAndre Swift is healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown is healthy. I think the Lions are definitely going to cover the spread in the game, and I think you can wait and bet a 7.5. It's a perfect spot to bet Detroit against the spread here. I think Detroit is also going to be live to win the game. So the Lions, about plus 260. The Commanders, about plus 185, and the Seahawks, about plus 195, all to win outright on Sunday. You just made my Friday, and I was already having a good Friday. Nick Cos, I, lo- I love this stuff. I, I'm betting it. As soon as you get off the phone with me, I am put that bet. Is, I just wrote it down. T-Cell can watch me. My eyes are the size of, 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 of plates. I love everything about it. Dude, this is great having you on Fridays, man. I don't, I don't know if you can do it every Friday, but we're going to ask you every Friday because you are our favorite guest by far on the show. And I love having you on. You are a great dude. This was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, buddy. Yeah, you got it. I saw, I saw Tom, and I went in um, to CBS. Uh, I heard. 345 Huts. I saw Tom um, in person on, on Monday, and I told Tom, yeah, I'm, I'm with Bill, and I mean this sincerely, and I hope you know that I'm telling the truth here. I would actually say no to any other person that asked me to do it. For you, I am more than happy to do it. So I'll talk to you every Friday at 11 o'clock here. I also heard, we had a whole conversation, I love this about you, that you walked in, you hadn't seen Bogus in forever, and as Bogey tells it, you're, you said to him some version of, you look pretty good for an old guy. You look really no, good think, for an old guy. Yeah, I think I said to him, like, like man, <laughs> you look good for 48. I think, I think that was my comment to Drew, who's one of my all-time favorite people. I do want to say that. <laughs> 
I've literally known him since 2001, since I was a freshman in college. So I like to razz my guy, Bogus, who's one of the greatest guys of all time. But, yeah, man, Drew's looking a little long in the teeth, I got to say, man. It happens, man. Like, it, you know, Ronaldo, Aaron Rodgers, it comes for all. It hasn't come for me and you yet, but it, eventually it will. It's come for uh, Bogus. My, my fiance goes to me the other day. She goes, your hair looks brown. And I said, well, yeah, like, that's what else does it look like? And she goes, gray. You gotta have one person in your life who does that to you. You Not just a gut punch, Bill, like an existential gut punch, like that one. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Nick, you're the man, dude. I'll hit you up next time I'm in New York. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Looking forward to it, brother. Uh, Wishing you and all your great listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. I'll talk to you next Friday.